going on, everybody, and welcome to the Mike Janela Show. I'm your host, Mike. Obviously, this is my 68th podcast episode. Hopefully, won't be my last. The first one being recorded in the new year. The last one came out in 2018, but I recorded it back in 2017. So this is fresh. This is new. It's a new year. It's the same me, but it is a new guest this week. Joining me, she is an on-air social correspondent at QVC. Can you imagine what the holiday season is like there? Well, she's going to tell us. With me now, Sloane Glass. What's up, Sloane? Hi. Wait, this is your 68th episode? Number 68. That's correct. That's dope. I'm a little offended I'm not on the 69th episode, but whatever. <laughs> well, uh, that would be a very nice thing to do. If you talk long enough, maybe I split it into we can, a we can, episode. Yeah. And sure. And 68 and 69. <laughs> How's that sound? Sounds great. Awesome. I love it. Um, Sloan, I'm going to ask you a bunch about your job, how you got there, uh, a whole bunch of different things. But I start the show off, I will with you, the same way I do with everybody, by asking you what's the best thing to happen to you in the past week. Lay it on me. Oh, in the past week. Okay. Um, shit, you asked this in every show and I didn't come prepared. All right. I, I catch the best people, thing... even people who listen to every single episode, they're like, oh, I didn't even think about that. And they know it's coming. So. Yeah. Right, I've stalled enough yeah. for you, so you got to come with something good. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. <laughs> um, best thing to happen to me this week, I had a, um, you know what? It's I feel like last weekend counts, right? Not yeah, really, but I'll let it slide because I like you, so go for it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I celebrated New Year's with my coworkers, which was really cool because you don't often get to work in a place where you enjoy the people's company so much. And it made me feel super grateful, um, kind of taking a moment, ringing in the new year, collecting my thoughts and feeling yeah. like, yeah, this is awesome. I like these people. I could spend time with them. Well, all Sloan's co-workers who are listening, her check is in the mail, or she bet one of you as, um, for the thank you for, her, for all those compliments. Um, oh, nice. Well, that's good to know that you're working somewhere that's also nice for you on a personal note. That's kind of what we're all going for, yeah. right? That's the dream. So that's nice to hear. Oh, um, all right, Sloan. And by the way, I've never told you this, but your name is amazing. It sounds like a comic book superhero name. Thank like Sloan you. Glass. Oh, my God. You're just thank you so much. Crime and saving people's lives, um, which is awesome. So keep that up, I guess. Good job. That um, is, yeah. <laughs> you just you caught me fighting crime and saving lives. Busted, and then, one QVC yeah. cell at a time. <laughs> Everyone has unconventional ways of how they fight crime. That's just the way you do yours. How Actually, in my family, we have this um, ongoing joke. Everyone in my family has to have a meaningless superpower. So my dad's is that he can. You name any movie, and he can tell you who produced it, what year it came out, what awards they won, things like that. That's not useless. Mine it's comes to in trivia nights, I think. I'd like to take him to like my local pub on a Tuesday night. Yeah, he's not the most social guy, but um, his is good. I can, can be a always find What's yours? a parking space. I can always find a parking space. Oh, that's very useful, especially you live in Philly. I live well, yeah. right outside of New York, but the parking's not here great here either, so that's very useful. Yeah. yeah nice to see uh... you, guys. you guys are like the Incredibles, except uh, without <laughs> flying or laser vision. Uh, Sloan, right. you've mentioned QVC. We've mentioned how you just survived the Christmas season there. How did you? I have to imagine that's got to be like your Super Bowl Ooh. for the network there, right? That time of year? Yeah, absolutely. And we're already preparing for next Christmas. Get the hell um, out. Seriously? 
Oh, yeah. The day after Black Friday, it's like, all right, what are we doing to prepare for next Black Friday? Let's go over the numbers. And this is super new for me. I've never worked in um, this space. You know, my background's in hosting and news. So anything related to retail and and QVC, it's broadcast meets retail. Um, It it was just mind blowing. I'm not kidding you. I counted like 18 Christmas trees at QVC (laughs) and that's just on set. I mean, they go so overboard. It's pretty amazing to see. And I I mean, I'm just a hater naturally. So at first I was like, Oh, Christmas. Like, I don't, you know, I don't care, but it's really contagious. Um, I, I did a lot of live streams wearing Santa hats. This sounds like a, one of those Netflix movies where you're the cynical new employee that just hates everything, but slowly. Right. I think someone may have told this story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's nice. Do yeah. You, so what's it like? There obviously tons of Christmas trees, but are you guys working right. extra hours? You know what? Before we get to all that, why don't you explain what you do? I was going to ask sure. you later, but just so people have a little frame of reference. You're yeah, an on-air absolutely. social correspondent. What's that mean? All right. So it's not... Uh, QVC host, you know, it's not what you would traditionally think of QVC. And I really applaud them for this. Right now, I'm the only person with this job. And they brought me on to both bring a younger audience, but also connect to the people that we have on every platform that they use. So our audience is obviously using Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, and they're on their phones. And as you know, we are live on QVC 24 hours a day, we have three networks. Um, So you know, technically it's more than 24 hours because we have three networks. That's true. So What's it's my, a my lot. Math, 72 hours? You guys are on 72 hours not, a day? It's at QVC 1's 24 hours. QVC 2 is 40 hours a week. And then Beauty IQ, which is a network I do a lot with, is 20 hours a week of live content. Well, my so major, live, in, and then my major in college was stuff. broadcast journalism, so that's too much math for me. We're going to leave that. But it's a lot. <laughs> that's all you got to know. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot. And um, my job is not to sell anyone products. I don't talk about products that I don't like or products that I don't connect to. Sometimes I make content that has nothing to do with the products. It's really about how I live in my everyday life. Um, I make a lot of fun stuff and bringing these because we sell all sorts of stuff and it's bringing that into my everyday life and then also getting the chance to interview the creators behind it. I mean, we all love a good rags to riches stories these people who came up with these awesome products and you're like oh my god i need that after watching it for five minutes that always fascinated me i was a huge shark tank fan mm. still am yeah of course yeah so i i love love talking to the creators of the projects and um i also do a lot of events for them so i do hosting at red carpet events um any place that like qbc wants to put their name and face out there um, I really kind of serve as a face and voice for our digital platforms. And we have 32, yeah, it's 32 social platforms. It's a lot. Oh, what, how, what are they? Like, I can only name maybe Yeah, no, it's nuts. If I think hard. I mean, just to like name drop some QVC numbers. Go for it. Um, and I'm off of a little bit of a QVC high takes. We, we've acquired HSN, the Home Shopping Network, and Zulily and some other cornerstone brands. And today was the integration day. So we had a big meeting today. And we are now officially the third largest retailer, e-commerce, and mobile 
um, retailer in the United States. What, um, is it like Amazon and, and Walmart one and two? Yes, yes, Ooh, Amazon and Walmart. You nailed smart. it. I know. Yeah, you are. It's Amazon and Walmart, and we're not we're not competing with Amazon because we're really about creating engaging content, and you know, it's just a totally different way to shop. Um, it's people who you know need that story. There really is telling like long form stories. Um, yes, we sell a ton of stuff, and. Um, there's a lot of space to bring in digital people and young people who, uh, I don't know, are interested in more and want to watch cool stuff and maybe learn about some cool products. So do you, you mentioned you only talk about on your, in your role, things you like or things you enjoy, right. all that kind of stuff. Do you get to keep this stuff or do you still have to buy it yourself? Okay. So I buy a lot of stuff. I buy more stuff now than ever, which is mind blowing because I get a lot of free stuff for my job. It's not, it doesn't come like, Hey, you know, here's this free random thing. It comes with, you know, if I'm shooting a video and um, I want to talk about my favorite hydration products, you know, things that are saving my skin for the winter, vendors will reach out and send me stuff. Um, and I keep it, you know, at my desk. It's like crazy how much stuff we have there. Um, but I also want to try new things so I can, you know, tell our audience what's cool and what I like. So right. I it's fine at times. Yeah. And also I'm around it and I'm a human. Like when I see it all day, I'm like, oh my God, I need the frost card for my car. This has become a this. eight-way drug for more I know. <laughs> we get a discount working there. So like that makes me feel better, but I, I'm i getting too much stuff. <laughs> I think it's I get for friends a... a lot of gifts though. I do. Oh, that was a question I wanted to ask you when we were talking about Christmas before. Do friends, yeah. family, do you shop for Christmas now or do they just get all the free stuff that you get oh, at work to clear no, up space in your They don't get house? free anything. That's mine. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Mama, Mama takes but, care of um, herself, first of all. They do get, they do, um, they do, this is totally illegal, but they do utilize the discount. Especially around Christmas, they're like, "Don't worry, hey, no one you, listens uh, to the show, so no one's." Yeah, Mike George is not listening to this or CEO. <laughs> if he you, is, though, if you are Mike, Mike, you did awesome today. Yeah, and... he's doing a great job. So make sure you take care of him. <laughs> yeah. I love the idea of this new audience, right? Because that's what you came right. into is to not just talk to the people that already were QVCers. Yeah. I don't know if the, the QVC army has a name for it. Um, but to also bring in young people, because when I think QVC, nowadays, obviously, the perception is changing. But if you were to ask me five years ago, I would have said, oh, that's what my grandma used to watch or my mom me used too. to watch back in the day. All right. you, Yeah, you too. So I imagine there are people still there at the company, right? from those days yeah. who are now undergoing this change as well. From what you can tell, how are things different today versus, you know, 10 years oh. ago, 20 years ago? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I mean, all right. So I was just talking about the acquisition of HSN and we have a whole new department being run by senior vice presidents. That's all about digital. Uh, they're putting a ton of resources there and just, the the money, the resources, and the engagement that these high executives feel because they really do view QVC as the first social, and I'm saying network in terms of broadcast. Because if you think about it, 30 years ago, 
when you wanted to know about something, you could pick up your phone, call QVC while it was live, and actually talk to the people on air, right? And that's mm-hmm. an experience that we get today with Facebook Live. And QVC really utilized that same experience from the beginning. So they've been very adaptive and they know what they're good at. They know that they're good at telling stories and engaging people. The trick is getting the right people to watch. How do you do that and who are those people? I think it's people our age or, you know, older. I think it's people because you're right. I mean, I think the QVC audience is older. It's older. Yeah. It's older women. That's our audience. We love our audience and we're really good at telling to them. But, um, you know, what's going to happen 10 years from now, right? We have to think about that and we have to be smart. And I think um, a lot of it goes into the way that we position things. So if we're not offering, you know, free shipping, how do we compete with Amazon? We have to create an engaging experience. So now that's, those are certain things you can do logistically. Okay. Free shipping, gotta have it. Overnight shipping, gotta have it. From your perspective, from your job as a content creator, do you find that it's more the mechanisms that you deliver the content that expand these people that you have to be on Facebook live or whatever, or is it the stuff you're saying, the way you're saying it, the things you're doing? Like, do you sit there when you're brainstorming with your producers? Hey, what if we say it this way? Or what if I try this stunt? How do you, I think think it's the latter because, um, I know for me, the way that I shop, I watch a lot of YouTube videos. I read blogs, I read people's reviews, right? So if I'm at QVC and I'm only talking about products that I like and our viewers know that about me and I'm authentic in the way that I talk about things, that's the way that I can sell and the way that I can just communicate with them better. I'm always going to be authentic with our customers. And it's just kind of bringing that YouTube style where people are talking about products that they like, but onto our platforms. And um, we also simulcast, we stream over 100 hours of live TV onto Facebook a week. You cannot escape QVC. No yeah, you can't. You can't. It's nuts. <laughs> so there's a lot of opportunities because I'll go on to live streaming when people are asking questions like, you know, what would I wear with this? Or like, would my teenager like this? I can answer their questions directly. And it's just kind of breaking through to that screen. Which you seem to be doing really well. And it's cool. This I want to talk to you about so. too. The, the, place, yeah. the place itself. Because this has changed too from back in the day till now. There's this giant campus, and you can Google QVC yeah. campus if you want. And that's relatively new, right? They built that in the late 90s or something and then renovated it relatively recently, I think. That's oh. uh, all right. That was a test. No, it's okay. <laughs> um, I remember when I was researching, and I can look this up now while you're answering yeah. uh, the history of it, but it used to have the look and the feel. I remember when my mom or grandma would watch when I was a kid. It looked like these are just people in someone's basement or living oh, room my God. selling stuff, right? Yes. Now, now uh, you guys are on yeah. this freaking mothership campus, right? I mean, how cool is that? It's nuts. Our campus is nuts. Yeah. I mean, but I constantly ask our set designers for interior design advice because, oh my God, I've never seen more beautiful rooms. I walk onto the sets and I'm like, is this real? Can I live here? Like, (laughs) can I live here? Yeah, especially our new network, Beauty IQ. It's just like every girl's dream room. It's just the most beautiful, it's place you could ever imagine you know everything is like lush and pink and clean 
and there's so much dimension. I mean, our sets have these gorgeous windows. And, oh my god! Are you going through a fire drill right now? Well, that was a first. Sloan, congrats. You made history on my show. That's the first time we ever had to drop and take a break for a that fire. That emergency show. <laughs> what happened? I, I heard that alarm, and it was so loud, and I grabbed my dog, and I grabbed my cat, and I fucking ran. I was like, <laughs> nothing else matters but you two. Ugh, you died. were very courteous, though. You were like, can I please call you back? I have to go. I'm like, yeah, go. <laughs> Save yourself. Save the, the animals. Do whatever you gotta do. I know. I'm not so bad. Uh, they were such babies about uh, it. That's so funny. Uh, we, yeah, we've yeah. had drops because of bad Wi-Fi connections or Skype or FaceTime kicks us off, but never have I had uh, somebody have to right. leave for a uh, potential. Well, I'm very dramatic. Flyer. I had to make an exit. You know what? That's you've made history. <laughs> <laughs> I so, have no memory of where we were or uh, what we were we, talking about. We were, we were so talking, feel free to just. I'm a professional, so I keep notes. Uh, we were talking yeah. about uh, the awesome campus that you guys have there. And yeah. if you remember, we were talking, we didn't know how old it was. Well, I was doing some research while you were shivering outside, saving your Good animals. For you. uh, 1997, the new campus was built. Nice. Yeah, so only 20 years old, and they do tours. You guys like... Yes, we do tours. That's incredible. That's how you know it something was... is good when there's tours. It was so funny, because my first week, they said to me, you know, you can get a free tour. And I said, what? They were like, <laughs> yeah, past this week, you know, we'll charge you. I was like, are you kidding me? Although, right, you tell me if this is fair, and I know you're a little bit biased because okay. you work for them, but it says admission, $10 per adult, $8 yeah. for kids. Is that fair? You, am I getting my money's worth if I take the QVC tour? Uh, I thought it was more expensive than 10 That's You know what? It's says. a cool tour, especially, I, I mean, I have worked in newsrooms in lots of different places. I have, you'll never see a set or control rooms that big. So if you've never worked in TV, to see something like that would just blow your mind. The sets are huge. You can kind of see from above. There's glass. It's cool. It's cool. And if you have a group of 10 or more, box lunches are now available upon hey! request. So there you go. I'm literally reading yeah. the tour. Unlike any good right tour, it ends in the gift shop. <laughs> uh, which, of well, isn't QVC just a giant gift shop all in its Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, see, you mentioned this a couple of times just now, too. You've worked in news before and everything. So I think we yeah. talked a lot about QVC. How'd you get there? Because you said earlier, this is new for you. You've done news, you've done journalism, and you've been, right. you know, you've worked at Good Morning America, Inside Edition. You were just in Atlanta doing local news. How did you end up doing something totally different like this at QVC? Yeah, it, it is pretty nuts. Um, <laughs> I mean, I really, um, when I was in college, I knew I wanted to be a reporter. Um, I was in charge of the television station at Tufts. And I knew that what it took to be a reporter was that you moved to a small local station in the middle of nowhere and you worked your way up and maybe you were able to make big jumps. And then, you know, maybe years and years down the line, you'd end up in a top market if you were lucky or you'd stay at some local small shop in the middle of nowhere, um, which is totally fine. And that's what I was expecting to do. And I graduated and I was sending my tapes out. Um, 
And I had an interview and an offer in Tupelo, Mississippi. Tupelo, hometown, birthplace of Elvis? Yes. Oh, Oh my gosh. Ask me how many times they'll tell you that when you're there. Oh, I bet. (laughs) It's probably at the airport when you land. Yeah, it's the street sign when you cross into town, I'm sure. Yeah, and, you know, I was like, all right, this is where I'm moving. And I had really put News 12 in New York has this thing called the News 12 Academy. And maybe they accept a person a year, maybe they don't accept anyone that year. It's at their discretion. And you're a reporter for them for three weeks. And at the end of those three weeks, you go in front of a panel and right in front of you, they go over a tape that you made just in those three weeks and you make real packages for them. And they decide whether or not to keep you. And they'll go over everything. I that mean, sounds terrifying. Every frame, it's terrifying. And I got an interview there and I had to make a decision about Mississippi. And I was like, oh, if I can get an interview, I can get the job. Uh, I just, I just had this feeling, you know, get me in the room, right? Just get me in the room. Exactly. Um, so I, you know, it went well and I got into the news 12 Academy and made it through those three weeks, the most stressful three weeks of my life. Um, yeah, so I was super fortunate that I started in New York. Um, <laughs> yeah, people spend decades in this line of work to get to where you started, which is kind of funny. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, it was really tough. And I was a one-man band, so I was sh- shooting, editing, filming, everything. And I was in the Bronx in Brooklyn. Um, so it's really intense. You know, you're chasing fire trucks. Um so it's, my God, I worked every shift imaginable. You don't even, oh, God, just waking up at every hour and then every day would be totally different, right? Um, and I don't know. I just, I was doing that for a while and I just kind of made the decision, like, I need to start doing more digital stuff because I was seeing people just losing their jobs, not new jobs coming or people would have the same job for so long and it just didn't seem sustainable and just seem out the way things are going. Like I didn't want to pine for something that wouldn't exist 10 mm-hmm. years from now, 20 years from now, if I'm dedicating my time and my whole heart to this career, I want to make it worth something. And then um, I was at, you know, the zoom where you and I met. Yeah. Yeah. ZMG. Um, awesome place i loved it there and you know we were um hosting for all those awesome platforms you know and started doing stuff for time and usa today and aol and all these people and i was like oh my god this digital this um and it's fun (laughs) and it's immediate and i loved it so i basically just decided i'm never going back to local news in the traditional way um just not going to do it. It just, I don't know. I know that just people work for years and years and years, right? With the idea to get to a certain market. And I was lucky enough to be in New York. And I was at that market. And I was thinking, like, I got to go for something that's still going to exist. Um, so I decided to just dedicate my career to digital content. And then the job came up in Atlanta that was, you know, digital reporting and producing stuff for the web. And it just seemed like a really great opportunity because it's still top 10 market, awesome city. And they were really enthusiastic about 
breaking out into that realm. And um, at the time, Fox had a great reputation. I was at Fox 5, their local station, for doing that, um, for trying new things. So, you know, everyone was like, got to go for it, got to go for it. So I did. I mean, I moved there so quickly, just dropped everything. Um, <laughs> I don't know. And then I was there and I was there for a year and they weren't as ready as I wanted them to be in terms of trying new things. And, you know, a lot of people and a lot of news directors, they see their audience as a lump sum. So they think if you're creating content for the web, you're taking away from my broadcast audience, which is nuts because no one is just watching TV without their phones in their face. And I want to catch them on every platform possible. I want them to be watching me on TV and on their phones at the same time. It's not taking away from anything. I'm not the enemy, you know, but it was this crazy um, debate. I couldn't believe it. Um, but I understand people have been doing their jobs for decades. It's hard to imagine something new. And then I started talking to people at QVC and they were so excited about this. And about the possibilities. And I just got swept away. You know, I, I was an unusual experience to interview at a place that I never thought I would work. And to meet really inspiring people. And to think, all right, I want to work for you. Okay, I want to learn from you. I want to surround myself with the best people. Um, and celebrate New Year's it. with them. That's how much you're loving it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so, and I also think, um, I don't know, we're so young and everyone is so definitive about their careers and it's not linear. I can always go back to news. You know, those jobs are always there. And I got really, really good advice. Um, my boyfriend said something that always stuck with me. He said, a great general doesn't enter war head on. You always look for a back entrance. And I thought, every single girl I know is trying to get on Good Morning America, and they're doing it the exact same way. Why don't I just try taking a different type of job? Why don't I just try working for QVC and seeing what comes from that? Because the other option is to do what everyone else is doing and um, to stay in local news. If everyone's taking the stairs, look for an elevator, and it might just right. work out for you. That's good advice. Good point, right. Fred. You should keep them. Yeah. Yeah, very supportive. Um, now, you <laughs> now you started on this track even going younger to earlier in your life because your your mom has done this for a living, right? Your mom, Nancy, has been working in content forever. So what yes. made you decide? Because I always find this fascinating when, you know, kids have successful parents in something. Usually it's athletes that I think about, right? Like athletes who go right. in their parents' footsteps and they want to play the same sport. What made you decide to want to follow – not exactly what she's doing, because obviously time and technology have changed and you've created your whole own niche that you've carved out. But the idea yeah. of content, presenting, all that, what made you decide to want to go there instead of shy away from it? it? It was never, there was never a doubt in my mind. And I know that that's unusual. It makes me sound crazy. And I actually really think it's a terrible trait that I have. I wish that I was more adaptive. I really admire people who change their careers a ton and go through different, you know, phases. Like, I, you know, I've jumped around in terms of what I'm doing, but I always knew. If you'd asked me when I was six years old what I was going to do, this is it, right? Um, I just 
I didn't shy. She never pressured me. My parents never told me to go into what they were doing ever. Um, they're pretty tough on me. So they'll tell me when something sucks over and over and over again. Um, they're definitely, you know, they weren't. We never talked about this. Like, I'm going to do this because you do it. I just and maybe if my parents were lawyers, I would have grown up seeing law and wanted to be a lawyer. But I saw them going on adventures and covering wars and meeting these incredible world leaders and doing really cool stuff and having awesome stories and just coming home loving what they did. Um, and I just thought everything else seemed boring. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I want to do that. I want to pick the fun job. I'll, I'll do that one. Um, but none of my siblings went into this field. Um, I don't know. It was never a, it was, I had doubts obviously, but when, but growing up, there was never a doubt. Which is, which a lot of people don't have that advantage. And I didn't come from a family like that at all. I'm the first person to do anything like media like this, right? My parents, yeah. grandparents, nothing at all. But I knew I wanted to do this from middle school. So you can, once you know, you can at least understand, all right, this is what I have to do in high school, join the student paper or the TV station. This is the thing I have to study in college. These are the internships I have to look for. So if you do know, not being adaptive is a good thing, Sloan, because you knew what track you wanted Thanks. to be on, so it helped. And uh, yeah. it is nice that you did have parents that could be really brutally honest with you, because my mom would right. tell me everything I did was amazing. That story's Aww. great. This looks awesome, which is nice yeah. and supportive. But then I go back and look on it myself. And I say, Mom, what the hell? This was terrible. Why didn't you tell me? It's like, oh, I'm your mom. What am I supposed to say? So right. it all works out the way it's supposed to. Yeah. I'm, my mom would say, she does the thing. She goes, uh, that was great. That was wonderful. Just a couple thoughts. <laughs> and then goes into it. She goes. Right. You got a sandwich of like, criticism. Oh, it was God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's tough. It's tough. I mean, she's done such amazing work. And, um. I mean, her career has changed so much from when she started out in television. And um, I don't know. I, I I look up to her. I would I would be lucky if I had half of the career that she's had. So let me ask you this. Last question on her. Yeah. Before we get to the last couple segments in the show. Who would have acclimated better? You taking, like, if we Freaky friday you guys, and you started yeah. off in her career, like, at 21, or she started off in your career at 21, the differences in technology and workplace and society, oh, this is who do you think so would be more easy. successful? She would, she would uh, have me laugh. You think so? She would have me laugh. Absolutely. She's incredible. She was the first woman to have her own national talk show. And this was in a time where women were not given these opportunities. I mean, she would... There's never a catastrophe for her. You know, that's my problem. And sometimes I look at things and I think, oh, my God, how am I going to get out of this situation? She never gets into that mindset. She would have me laugh. I give it to her 10 out of 10 times. That's a nice daughterly answer. I'm sure she'll appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah. right, Sloan. Well, this should be maybe easy for you. Another one of my recurring segments. Some people have trouble with this, but you're a, you've been a hard-hitting journalist, so this should be right up your alley. Aye, I let okay. people turn the tables. You get to ask me any one question, even though it's my show. And people one question. Anything. Yeah, you get one question. It could be about anything you want. Okay. Go for it. If you'd like. You don't have to. I'm you can ask. pass. But... All right. You said I was a um, hard-hitting journalist, so I'm going to ask you the hard, a hard question, okay? Okay. Fire away. 
When you're doing your podcast, do you just like sit in your pajamas and think no one's ever going to know? All the time. <laughs> I've always wanted to know that. I knew it. You know what? You it, s- yeah. It yeah. depends. Right now, because here's the weird thing, right? To give you guys yeah, a That's my question. What are you wearing? Yeah. yeah. You could have asked that. It would have been a little <laughs> bit creepy. But I like how you couched it in a professional way to ask it. That was very nice of you. Very professional. Yeah. So I, ha- I, I, record, I record in my closet because the acoustics are better with all the Right. Clothes. I've heard that. Yeah. And I don't have a soundproof booth in my house. And if I record in my bedroom or the living room or the bathroom or wherever, it sounds very or more tinny. So you record in your closet. It's sort of a ghetto soundproof booth uh, workaround. So that's where I'm sitting right now is a chair, a folding chair in my closet. I'm in sweatpants and an old soccer jersey. And that's it. So it's not pajamas, but it's definitely not. I'm not in my Ryan Seacrest three-piece suit on, on Live <laughs> with Kelly and Ryan kind of thing. Nice. I like that you do in your closet. That's, um, that's pretty cool. Yeah. A little You'll podcast. Remember that back, one yeah. day. Anybody who wants yeah. to start their own, go in the closet. This sounds a lot better than any other place. Good it's question, also a Great uh, qu- crying space. It does. Closet. Sounds like someone's yeah. speaking from experience. Yeah, I know. Just shut the door. No one can hear you. You have to have a good crying space. Everyone has. At work, when you start a new job, just scope out a place that you can cry. Because there's going to be a day where you cry. You're going to need work. it. That's very sage it. advice. Thank me someday. <laughs> oh, yeah. At News 12, there's this secret bathroom upstairs. That was my crying spot. Oh, wow. Well, now you've given yeah. it all away for the future News 12 Academy graduates. Go for it. I love it. All you people, your next now. job interview, when they ask you, oh, you got any <laughs> questions for the company? Yes. Where's your best crying space, please? <laughs> yes. And when you take a QVC tour, I will show you my current one. Perfect. QVC tour, only 10 bucks. And if you see Sloan, ask her where the crying space is. Perfect. <laughs> uh, Sloan, we end every show with the fun five. It's five quick fun questions designed for you and you alone. So this is Oh, be, I love it. It's going to be good. A little lightning round. Okay. Uh, question one, what are your thoughts on the uh, GOP tax bill? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, my first question, I read, th- I found this page online. I think you gave this interview like way back in the day. You might have still been in college. So maybe some of the things have changed about oh, no. you. But one of the things yeah. you said you loved was sushi was your favorite food. Is that still? Oh, what relevant? a lame answer. <laughs> yeah, it's true. All right. So here's the question. I then. love it. What's your favorite sushi roll? That's my first official Spicy question. Spicy tuna with crunch, which you could have guessed from my race and age. What does that mean? Spicy tuna's crunch? Haven't you ever gone out to sushi with like a group of 25-year-old white girls? Everyone oh, orders a spicy I, tuna roll. No, I, I can never say I've got, I've had been myself, I've found myself in that situation. So it's, just, it's a basic order, basically. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Well, good to know you took that But it's box. a good one for a reason. Sometimes the the you know tourist traps are tourist traps for a reason. Everybody wants to see the Eiffel Tower. Right. It's great. So spicy yeah. tuna with crunch. There you go. Question number two. I think in that same article, that same blog <laughs> post, uh, they asked you what your superpower would be, and you said omniscience. No. If you remember no, this, I definitely never said that. I'm gonna. Go- oh yeah, I'm gonna Google it. I wonder. Right now, right. this is true. But my question is, if you were given omniscient powers, what's the first thing you would do with it? Like what is that? Reading people's minds? Uh, it's like it's like all knowingness. Oh, okay. If I had to know everything, first of all, I'm already such a know-it-all. No one would be my friend. <laughs> I would be such a pain in the ass. 
If I had to know everything, um, all right, I have a simple answer and then a less simple one. Okay. I would want to be able to know what my dog thinks and vice versa, get to tell him my thoughts. And just super quickly, if I had like 10 seconds to tell him anything and he could understand me, I would just say, I love you. When I leave, it's to make money to buy you more milk bones. I will always come home. And oh, then... I'm in my crying <laughs> space right now because this is so emotional. <laughs> and then with um, uh, more globally, I would... I probably just want to know that not, I wouldn't want to know about my future, but I would just want to make sure that the people who I love are going to be okay. I don't know if that counts. Oh, that's Does very that altruistic of you. Yeah, that can I, count. I, I, I'm a worrier. <laughs> I get anxious. And uh, that wasn't already clear this much into the podcast. <laughs> we understand your personality traits. For the record, yeah. this was an interview with hercampus.com. Posted December 10th, 2011 with Slim Glass, class of 14. (laughs) Uh, Your favorite movie is Rushmore. You're afraid of the dark. You can learn so much about you on this. God damn it, am I afraid of the dark. It's scary. (laughs) It's the same as the light, just without a light. No. Uh, All right. If light was scary, then movies would start out with someone tripping in a perfectly lit forest it's not the dark that's scary it's the things that are in the dark that's what most people like the monsters and ghouls exactly and the goblins all those things yeah Yeah. Uh, question number three we're getting back on track here okay (laughs) because i we may end up being a two episode a two-part episode sorry you're going episode 69 just like you wanted uh yeah question number three obviously you're just drowning in beauty products all day, every day. What is, this is your chance to be an, a spokesman, a spokeswoman and endorse okay. your number one beauty product that you can't live without. Okay. Oh my God. That's the hardest question right now. It's Sarah Hap's lip slip. I'm not kidding you. It is the best lip balm you will ever spend your money on. It's, it's nuts. She's incredible. Sarah Hap lip slip. That's as passionate of a plea I've ever heard for lip balm. So you know that it's legit. <laughs> Question four. Now, we were talking before yeah. we started a recording. The QVC campus is kind of in the middle of nowhere. And you live yes. in Philly. Right. You, you commute a lot. It's like, what you're saying? Three hours a day you spend in the car? Yeah, about Oof. a little less. So, Westchester, Pennsylvania. Not much going on, right? But nearby is the world-famous King of Prussia Mall. How God, often yes. do you go to the King of Prussia? All right. That's my Growing up, I used to go all the time because where else were you going to meet up with your friends? Um, but I definitely, gosh, I'll maybe go like three times a year. That's still pretty good. You live in like an hour and a half away and it's still a pretty solid number. to. Yeah, up. there's no sales tax in Pennsylvania, FYI. Oh, so. good to know. Yeah. yeah. None, none in Delaware either, but here in New Jersey, we're screwed. We got our 8% right. or whatever we need to pay. Oh, ridiculous. Speaking of, I asked this question. It's the last one for you, Sloan. Number five, my last guest, uh, Sarah Priebus, was also an answerer of this question because I asked of every Philadelphian on the show, who's got the best cheesesteak in Philly? Oh, my God. You know what? I'm going to throw out a curveball here. Tony Luke's. That's not a big curveball. Someone's answered that before when I asked. Really? That yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, Tony Luke. I uh, I stand by that. All right. Yeah. I oh, like yeah. it. Yeah, leave Pat's and Gino's for us tourists from across the Delaware. <laughs> and, uh, and you guys keep enjoying your Tony Luke's. Uh, Sloan, this was a lot of fun. We survived a fire alarm. Uh, we made it through without any Wi-Fi connection issues. So this was a really good episode. I- I'm happy with this one. This is great. Oh, good. Let people know where they can find you more, either on QVC or any personal social media. Plug, plug whatever you got to plug. Yeah, I'm uh, at Sloan QVC. Most places are Sloan Glass. Just look up Sloan Glass on uh, Instagram and Facebook. You'll and find me. Sloan spelled with an E at the end. I want to make that. Thank you. Yeah. S-L-O-A-N-E. Perfect. All right. Sloan, thank you so much. This was amazing. Continued best of luck. You're doing a great job. I love seeing your stuff. Yay. Uh, there was a one thing I saw I loved. You showed up and I think you're your Christmas pajamas and just walking like a boss through the campus. I saw that video. Right? <laughs> oh, I was laughing so hard. It was so good. Thanks. I really appreciate that. Oh, it's the best. Uh, oh, thanks for fun. having me on. Look forward to chatting with you soon. All right. All right. Cool. All right. And all you guys make sure to check me out. It's Mike Janela everywhere. Also go to Mike for all previous episodes of my show. Also, please, please, please. And tell everybody, you know, literally everyone, you know, to subscribe. We're available on iTunes, on Spotify, Google play for the Android folks, Stitcher, or again, my website has all the episodes, but we'd love some subscriptions and some ratings and reviews. And by we, I mean, just me. Cause I'm sitting here alone in my closet, in my sweatpants. And I'd really appreciate your support. Thanks so much, everybody. I'll try and do better next time. See ya. 